Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 minutes or so each day, but it keeps us in God's Word, and that helps keep us focused on our relationship with God and upon our spiritual lives. It also helps keep us strong in the faith and even growing stronger because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We always encourage you to share these short studies with everybody you can. Help somebody else get into God's Word and grow in their faith. Share through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means with family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around by getting them into God's Word through these short studies, and you may even help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them but also a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study talking about a particular heart problem. And again, we're going through kind of a series of these specific d different kinds of heart problems from a spiritual perspective. And that is worry at this time. Now, we've talked about laziness as being one, one heart problem. We've talked about hatred as being another. We've talked about gossip as being another. And here we are talking about worry. Some people might wonder, what worry, a heart problem? Well, again, we're not talking about heart problem from the physiological perspective of that, of that organ within our chest pumping blood through our circulatory system. That's physiological, that's medical, and there are heart problems that go along with that. But we're talking about who we really are. We're talking about our mindset, our conscience, our soul, our, our morality, it's our lifestyle, where we are, who we are, what we are. And that's what we're really talking about. And so especially from a spiritual perspective. So worry, worry. Why do people worry? And particularly, why do some people, and a great many of us, in fact, worry so continually about so many things? Some people we call worry warts. You know, they're just always worrying about something. And when we looked at Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34, we read that particular immediate text of Scripture, immediate context of Scripture, during the more general context of the Sermon on the Mount, and Jesus said there five times in those ten verses, don't worry, Now, or else in some form getting that message across, that instruction. Why worry? Don't worry. What can you add to your life in a positive way by worrying about it, whatever it might be? Well, you know, again... We've talked about, ask the kind of rhetorical question, have you ever tried to saw sawdust? <laughs> Worry is something that we really deal with, we really struggle with a lot of times, but what good does it do for us? What good does it do for us? You know, now, can there be some emotional reaction to negative things that happen in our life? Is that natural? Of course it is. We may be concerned, we may even be sorrowful over something that has happened, but does worry change it? Does worry fix it? We talked about three different kinds of worry or three different kind of categories or mindsets that people get into when they just worry so much. And one of those was things that have already happened. Now there's the idea of, have you ever tried to saw sawdust? Well, yeah. sawdust is the result is the result of sawing a piece of wood, a piece of lumber, 
You don't go back and try to resaw the sawdust, do you? The sawdust is the product of having sawn the piece of wood. Well, things that have already happened, what good does it do to worry about those things? They're done. You can't make them become undone because you're worrying about it. You can't go back and and somehow negate what just happened through worrying about it. It's it's happened. It's done. It's over with. Now, can that can whatever happen, could that have caused some negative consequences? Could that give you some concern? Well, absolutely. But worrying about it does not fix it even. You can take positive measures to go back and that which has brought you sorrow or has brought you difficulty or hardship or whatever it is, you can start to deal with those consequences in a productive way, in a positive way. But worrying about it is not going to fix it. It's not going to make it not have happened. It's already happened. So why worry about it? Why worry about it? That just causes you more problems, more inner emotional struggles. And then we talked about a second category, if you want to think of it that way, of things that people worry about. So the first one, things that have already happened. doesn't do any good to worry about those things. They've happened. The second one is things that almost inevitably will happen. People worry about things that almost inevitably are going to happen and over which they have virtually no control. I use the illustration of a, uh, of a hurricane coming through the Gulf of Mexico or coming up the eastern coast of the United States or maybe a typhoon, as they're called, in the Pacific uh, area or, or section of the country. So coming up the western coast of the United States, so, you know, it's coming. You can worry about it, but you're not going to stop it from coming. Your worry is not going to change its trajectory. It's going to, it's going to hit where it's going to hit. Now, you can be concerned and you can take positive measures to try to prepare for it, but worrying is not going to do any good, no good whatsoever. So some people worry about their children growing up. What's going to happen to them? Well, you can prepare your children for life as an adult and all that life might throw at them as you raise them. You can prepare them. You can teach them about God. You can teach them about Jesus. You can teach them about, help, help them come to have faith in God and Jesus and, and the Bible is God's word. You can give them that guideline, that direction in life and get them ready for eternity, for home in heaven. But they're going to grow up unless they die first. People worry about getting old. Well, again, what's the alternative? (laughs) Everybody's going to get old unless they die first while they're still young. And ultimately, everybody dies, Hebrews chapter uh, 9 and verse 27. So do your best to do your best during this life while you're still alive. Unless the Lord comes again, we're all going to die physically. Just live life faithfully to God, and you can look forward to eternal life with your heavenly Father in heaven. Now, the third category of things that people worry about is things that will never happen, almost certainly will never happen. You know, people worry about things that in all likelihood, they will not happen, but they worry about them anyway. Well, what if this? What if that? Well, okay, what if? You can take measures again to prepare for 
if whatever that is you're worrying about should happen, but so much of the time it's probably not going to happen. Though there have been no reports of one heading our way, what if the Earth gets struck by an asteroid? Should we worry about that? Well, again, there have been no reports of an asteroid heading our way, but can some people worry about things like that? Well, they can. Does it do any good? Worry is not going to stop the asteroid. It's not going to stop the asteroid from hitting the Earth if it's coming in our direction. So what productive good does worrying about it make or bring about? I, though I have experienced no symptoms, what if I have a heart attack, some people might think? Or what if I get struck by lightning? Or what if I get hit by a car? Or, or worse yet, hit, get hit by a truck or run over by a train? What's going to happen to me? What's going to happen to my family? And, well, look, are you planning to have a heart attack? Are you planning to get hit by a car or a truck or get run over by a train? Now, you see, I'm being a little bit, a little bit, you know, facetious here in, in these suggestions. But see, why worry about something that almost certainly is not going to happen? What if aliens from some distant world attack the earth and enslave humanity? <laughs> Have you seen any aliens out there? Is there any spaceships coming our way? <laughs> Makes good science fiction, doesn't it? But what an exercise in futility. Mark Twain is quoted as having said, I have worried over a great many things in my life, the most of which never happened. And isn't that the way it is with so many people today? Why insist on creating problems within your emotional existence, your emotional being, and even your psychological being, where no problems exist? Is it possible that any of the situations mentioned above, or you could go through a whole list of hundreds more, might they happen? Uh, possibly. But is it likely? No. Can worrying about their possibility change anything? Almost certainly not. The Lord's statement at the end of his treatise on worry in the Sermon on the Mount provides wise instruction. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Matthew 6 and verse 34. And he also said in that text, Seek first the kingdom of God and, all his, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And he just listed some things that we consider necessities of life, like clothing and food. He said, look, just walk with God. He'll take care of you. He'll watch over you. There's no need to borrow trouble. Worrying about things that probably, almost certainly, will not happen. We can walk with God in faithfulness, confident that he will never leave us as long as we do not leave him, James 4 and verse 8. We can cast our cares, our worries, our anxieties, our concerns on him, knowing that he cares for us. 1 Peter 5, verses 6 and 7. But we don't have to carry the burden of what might possibly happen around on our shoulders when almost certainly it's not going to happen. It has not happened yet, and almost certainly it will not happen. When Jesus sent the apostles in the Great Commission, he promised them 
And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age of the world. Amen. Matthew 28, verse 20. God has assured the faithful Christian, I will never leave you nor forsake you. The writer goes on, so we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Hebrews 13, verses 5 and 6. What incredible assurance that is from God himself that he will watch over us, walk with us as long as we're walking with him in faithful obedience, and he will take care of us. We'll conclude our study next time. Let's pray. Father, thank you for promising to be with us always. Take care of us. Watch over us as long as we're walking with you faithfully. Thank you, Father, for that assurance. And help us, Father, to recognize that we don't have to carry that burden of worry around on our shoulders any longer. Please help us to really take hold of that peace that you offer us by being a Christian in Jesus Christ. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.